Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jay's Hood Down podcast. I'm your host, Jaden, and today we're going to be predicting my top 10 offenses in, in the NFL in 2023. The teams that I think are really going to break open, you know, continue to have offensive success and they, they will be the top uh, teams in the, in the NFL according to offensive efficiency, things of that nature. Um, and then I'm going to give my way too early picks for MVP of 2023 i know it's really early we have no idea but just just to have fun you know to think who what what player do i think is going to take home uh this established award the most valuable player um so we'll talk about that but again uh make sure you guys check us out on youtube spotify wherever you get your favorite podcasts um you know subscribe to the channel please check us out please do that please uh we appreciate the support and again follow us on spotify and uh, every podcast platform so, um, moving into, uh, you know, our, like I said, my top 10 offense in the NFL, these, like, again, you know, and this could, this could change very much when we start the season, you know, um, come September, right? You know, we don't know people, players could get hurt or, you know, coaching changes, things of that nature, you know, that's just the way the game, that's the NFL, that's how it is, you know, it's professional sports in general, right? Things change, you don't always know. So, but just to have fun, like I said, it's the offseason, you know, all the player movement, and, and, you know, now that we've passed the draft, and now that we see, okay, all these players that have been drafted to these places, agents, trades, all these things, and now assessing all of those things, and then, you know, moves to possibly even come, um, these are who I believe will be the best offense in 2023. First up, I have the Chiefs. Um, now, this is obvious. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a, a generational talent. What he can do with the, with his, with the football in his hand is amazing. I mean, he had 31 touchdown passes last year in a year where the Chiefs weren't supposed to be as dynamic offensively as they have been years past because they traded Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. A lot of people thought they wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't continue to, to be uh, the Chiefs like we normally know them to be, right? And I was one of those people myself, I mean, as I'm being honest. Uh, but, and the thing of it, though, they had a good, I mean, they, they still at the NFL um, in points per game and yards per, uh, average yards per play, right? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, again, 31 touchdown passes. Um, you know, interception numbers are a little bit high for him this year. But, hey, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I mean, sorry, MVP and uh, Super Bowl uh, award. So, um, in the same year, which hadn't been done previously. So, uh, you know, he it didn't matter, right? <laughs> uh, but I believe, you know, and then, but it's, what's going to be interesting to see is how Andy Reid adapts the offense because you lose guys like Juju Smith-Schuster. Um yeah, you lose guys like like him, right? Uh, you lose Juju Smith-Schuster to free agency, um, you know, and you're gonna have Sky Moore step up, um, you know, uh, she Rice Jr. I believe that's what his name, rookie they drafted. You know, how's he gonna step up? Uh, you know, and then they still got some other players on the roster. I'm looking for, you know, looking forward to see Kadarius Tony, um, you know, as well. So not that big big body receiver because that's not really how they run their offense. I mean, it's obviously the spread, you know, it's, it's down, it's the middle of the field, it's the digs, it's the, you lose Marquez Valley Scantling uh, as well. Um, you know, it's just those digs and stuff in the middle of the field and of course, through deep routes occasionally. So, um, I'm inter- interested to see how Kansas City attacks that, um, you know, as far as their their offensive scheme is going to stay the same or they're going to change some things up. Now you got Isaiah Pacheco, in the backfield, who was your your established number one running back, and so now it's like, you can, and you can include him in the passing game as well. So this makes the the, the Chiefs' offense that much more lethal, um, and the more dangerous, you know. But they can be stopped or slowed down, not stopped, but they can be slowed down if you do it right. 
you know, the Bengals have showed us how to do this. Um, you know, the Raiders to an extent sometimes, or the Chargers even had a blueprint last year. They was like they were leading seventeen to nothing at one point uh, in Kansas City at Arrowhead, but of course, you know, they blew the lead, right? Chargers fashion. Um, you know, so that's what I'm interested in. And then, and then right behind them, I got the Eagles. I mean, you know, now you lose Miles Sanders on um, free agency, right? Great running back. But they brought back in DeAndre Swift via trade, um, you know, and uh, Rashad Penny as well. So you got those two backs in the backfield there. And, um, you know, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, and now A.J. Brown. So people, guys, the, the same receiving core from, from last year, right? You know, that's the same. So, you know, defense are going to have to shift their attention to Brown, Smith, uh, you know, Brown, yeah, Brown and Smith, Quez Watkins as well, right? You know, he's he can be, when he's on, he can be a, a deep threat, you know, a, a consistent deep threat, you know, when he's when he's playing to the level that he knows he can play out of that slot position, right? And and so that thing is for Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts can stay healthy the whole year. You have another MVP-like season. Um, you know, continue to run run the ball, you know, like they used to. I mean, he's just always a threat to run the ball. You know, uh, he can run, uh, you know, get those key first downs. And then, of course, you again, you can you send A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith deep. You can send them deep. You can send them across the middle of the field. You can send them on the, sh- you can send, uh, on the screens, the short stuff. They, their receiver room is capable of doing many different things. So it's like they have a receiving uh, core that can go deep. They can, go, they, they, they can do the intermediate level routes. Um, the short stuff, you know, work, bench your way down the field if you want to do that. So it just depends on where the Eagles offense, how, how the offense coordinator wants to attack is that specific date, that specific game. Um, and their receiver room is capable of doing that. And then, of course, the added effect of the run game. Now, you don't know who to slow down. The defense doesn't know who to key in on because you're running, your quarterback can run it. You got two running backs who, who are capable of running the football to, um, uh, you know, a very competent level, DeAndre Swift and, and, uh, my, and um, Rashad Penny. And again, you know, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, they even mentioned his name, uh, you know, um, and Quest Watkins, right? And so, and Zach Pascal as well, of course, you know, so you got him, you know, in the, in the, in the, um, in the Raptors too. So the Eagles have a lot of weapons on offense and they had a great, they, they did great offensively last year as well. So I expect the same, see the same thing out of them, if not better. You know, um, and just see how they attack that. You know, I mean, because now you can you can use that those two running back sets if you want to. With, with you know, DeAndre Swift is a great pass catcher out the backfield. So he did a lot at Georgia. You know, when he was there and in Detroit. You know, um, and so that's it's going to be interesting. You know, uh, and I really want to see how Philly can attack that. I mean, you lose uh, Shane Steichen to you know he's now a head coach of the uh, of the Indianapolis Colts. So. Uh, can their new offense coordinator step up, you know, and continue to lead, continue to scheme correctly and and have this team make, you know, ensure their offensive success, right? You know, um, and coming in at number three, you got the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, enough said, right? We know how they can, what we know what they're capable of, you know, when they, when they get together on the field. Um, Josh Allen, of course, we all know he's a threat with his legs. He can run. Um, jumping over people, all that stuff, man, the dude's a freak of nature. He's like a dude you build like in a lab, like, you know, he's something like that. He's crazy. Um, you know, and I just think like the Bills, the only thing that hurt them in the playoffs against Cincinnati was like the play calling was an issue though. That, that hurt them. Like, and they were calling stuff that they, like the, the, um, I, I didn't, I don't know. 
wide office coordinator called those certain things. You know, Josh Allen, it didn't help his case that much either, you know, because um, Cincinnati was just, you know, you, you, using those intermediate level routes, just working their way down the field in that in that snowy, cold weather up there in Buffalo, you know, just not trying to take, not throwing all those deep shots and stuff and not trying to be fancy or whatever. They were just saying, you know what, we're going to take what the defense gives us, work our way down the field. Joe Mixon is a capable running back. He can run the ball. Um, you know, we eat up the clock, you know, keep that the, our defense on the sideline as much as we can, you know, um, and just work our way, progress our way down the field inch by inch by inch. Football is a game of inches, inch by inch, right? So that's what they did. And they did a good job because they beat the Bills in the playoffs at their stadium. And Buffalo just could not get anything really going offensively. Um, you know, you can blame some of that on Josh Allen, you know, um, did he make the best throws? No, but then again, he wasn't put in really in the best position by the play caller. You know, so that's something to, to take into account with the Bills. Like, so they have to figure out. They got to get a, a – they hope, I hope Damon Harris is, 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 it will be solid for them because they need a, a presence of a running game, like to kind of take that pressure off of Josh Allen, off of Stephon Diggs and, and, and the receiving core, off of um, Gabe Davis so that some so the defense has something to key in on other than, you know, Josh Allen and Stephon, uh, uh, Stephon Diggs, right, and Gabe Davis. Like, that, that's – You'd think that'd be like enough to where it's okay. Well, you know, we don't, they don't know, but still, you know, there, there's ways to do that, right? You know, and so that's what you want. You know, you don't want like your, your other team to just know what you're going to run all the time. Like, you know, that hey, he's going to keep it one of these plays. It's going to be it's going to be a go route right to Stefan Diggs. He's going to sit on the post, or Gabe Davis is running the post, or he's running the slant skinny, you know, uh, he's running the fade route. You're like, so it's, it's like, it's that type of stuff, you know. It's like you, you, you know. Being an offensive coach, but if my if the defense is able to 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 you know key on what I'm running, I'm I, I need to start running some other things, change up my scheme, my personnel. Uh, so I'm I'm looking for the Bills to 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 adapt to that, you know, and be able to run have a great running game, you know, um, to complement Josh Allen and his and his ability to throw and run the football. And the receivers they have out wide with Diggs, Gabe Davis, um, you know, and those guys, right? You know, uh, they lost with Sam McKenzie in free agency. So I'm interested to see who they put in that slot position to kind of cover that role that he would play normally, you know. So that's going to be something to look out for. And speaking of the Cincinnati Bengals, they're my next team. Coming in at number four, uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, enough said. Now they got to get those guys on, co- on contract extensions. They got to sign them up. But Joe Burrow's chilling. He's cool. He's, he's like, hey, man, you know what? We're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. You know, I have faith in that. I mean, you know, we want to keep this core together because we know that we, uh, you know, if we're all together on the same team. We're all healthy. We, like, we, we, can, we can do a lot of things. We can win a lot of games. We can win a Super, a Super Bowl. You know, um, they've already been to one, right? So, um, I, you know, I mean, Joe Mixon, he's getting up there in age, you know, so it's like, you know, after, they did take a running back um, this year in the draft, but, yeah, they, Joe Mixon's getting up there in age, right? So, you know, maybe not, I mean, he runs the ball so much, uh, but but he also have a consistent running game to where you don't have to pass the ball every single down or every other down like they've been doing. I mean, but it works when you have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins out wide who can catch the football, Hayden Hurst was a great addition to the offense as well. So, I'm, you know, I got the Bengals in the fourth best offense coming in 2023. I think they're still going to just shake people up, you know, and do what they do offensively, score points, um, score touchdowns, get in the red zone, and be, and be highly efficient when they get down there. Um, you know, red zone efficiency is an extremely important uh, stat 
you know, you have to be efficient in the red zone. If you're getting seven and not three, that is huge in football. You have seven points is, is, is that's, you want touchdowns, right? But, you know, and you got to work to get there. You know, it's, it's a pro. you have to, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a process, you know, um, touchdowns not going to come on every play, you know, so calling the right plays, you know, hey, you know what, maybe, you know, I, I shouldn't call this deep shot right away. I know it, it probably was four, but what's the defense? What look are they giving us? Is this the right time? Is this, you know, so many things probably going through office corner's head. Like, hey, look, the defense is they're giving us this certain look. We want to take a deep shot, but we don't know if it's the right call. Then again, we got one of the best uh, deep route runners in the league, and he he's got great hands. Can he, can, you know, so it's like those are the type of things that are going through the head. And they're like, you know, how do we, you know, get down there, score, um, you know, just continue to have offensive success, right? That's the question. So uh, coming at number five, we got the Seattle Seahawks. They made great moves in, in the offseason. Of course, they extended Geno Smith uh, first and foremost to be their quarterback for the next couple of years. thought they were going to take a quarterback in the draft this year. I thought they might have – Anthony Richardson possibly could have slipped to them, maybe even Will Levis, but that wasn't the case. They took Devin Witherspoon with their first pick, cornerback out of Illinois. Awesome selection there for the Seahawks. But, off, but we're focused on the offense right now. Um, Geno Smith is a quarterback. We know like he he led the league in completion percentage last year. Solid numbers for him: thirty touchdowns, thirty-some touchdowns, over three hundred three thousand passing yards. You know, if he continue, if he has another solid year like that, and you get production out of Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, more production from those two, um, and then you add in Jackson Smith and Jeeba from the, from Ohio State, who they drafted this year uh, with that second, you know, draft pick in the first round, and. Um, yeah, I, I think the Seahawks have a potential to be a really a top five offense. Like at number five, I think they have a ten, potential to be a great offense. Um, you know, and yeah, cause, I mean, the offensive line is still getting there. They're working progress, but they're continuing to get better. Um, you know, so it's just gonna be something that you just have, we have to look out for. I mean, and, and their tight ends aren't bad either. Will Disley, um, you know, great tight end too. He's he's emerged. Uh, he was a reliable pass catcher for for uh, Geno Smith. Uh, last year, um, you know, and so when we went to the 49ers, the, staying in the NFC West, we got the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius, mastermind. We know what he can do as far as calling the plays and everything, but you got to have the players to do so. You know, the coach can call, they can, you know, be one of the greatest coaches. Ever, but you have to have players if you want to win this league. You have to have really good players um, in one of the win the game of football, right? And you have Christian McCaffrey who, who mentioned, like, hey, yeah, this is the best thing that's ever happened because I'm in a place where I'm wanted and I'm not used so much to the point where I'm going to just break. Like, you know, they know how to manage me correctly and I'm not just the focal point of this offense. You know, he very well could be. He has the ability to be. If you saw in Carolina, he can do that for sure, but that's not what he wants. And that's not what the, the 49ers would want you to do either. You don't want, you know, your main focal point of offense to be Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. You know, like, you know, so it's like sprinkling in sprinkling in George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, um, you know, all these guys, right? Ray, Ray, Ray McLeod, the, the, the 49ers have a decent offense. They, you know, it's just a matter of who's going to be the quarterback. Is it going to be Sam Darnold? Is it, will it be Josh Rosen? Or will it be Brock Purdy or Trey Lance? Um, we don't know. Um, um, yeah, so we don't know who that quarterback is going to be. It's Sam Darnold, um, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. We don't know which of those quarterbacks is going to be. I said Josh Rosen. I didn't mean to say Josh Rosen. Um, but I feel like it's going to be one of those quarterbacks there. Um, you know, they probably need to add another quarterback, though, to the roster because just to have four on the team. You know, Chris McCaffrey said he can play quarterback, and he was warming up in the Philly game last year. So we never got to see really that happen. Um, 
But it would be interesting to see, like, just having him in there for a whole game at quarterback. That's love, like that would be some funny. Um, so the 49ers definitely we don't know what's gonna happen with that quarterback situation. Um, you know, so that's gonna be interesting. And then moving on to the Cowboys, uh, that Prescott. Uh, I I would have had him on higher in this list, but again, you know, the Cowboys just are always gonna do what they do. That Prescott's probably injured at some point in the season. I'm not wishing that on a player. I would never do that to a person. Um, you know, but. He's more likely not as he might be injured during the year, miss some time, so that's going to affect the offense a little bit, you know, but still productive offense. I, I have him sitting at number seven. Um, it's my top, two of my top ten offense in the NFL. Um, C.D. Lamb, you know, he's better in the slot, but they but they put him outside last year. He had to be because Amar Cooper, you know, was the main outside guy, but he got traded. So it kind of forced C.D. Lamb to play that, you know, that out, that number one outside role, and that's not really his game. He's more of a slot inside guy. He's going to go down, get you know, middle of the field, sit in those zones, get those run after the catch plays. That's what he is, um, you know. So and then Tony Pollard, your home run guy out of the backfield. He's a beast. He's elusive, very electric player. Um, so you know the Cowboys want definitely have him involved in their offensive game plan. Uh, and now moving on from there, we got the Ravens. Uh, I mean, you add Odell. Who is still a, 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 a solid receiver at this age, um, you know, and is a good be a good mentor to that room, to uh, to to guys like you know um, Rashad Bateman and uh, Zay Flowers, of course, you know, like we you know the, the Baltimore Ravens have good receivers, you know, it's just a matter of Lamar Jackson. He's got his contract now, so everything should be looking up for Baltimore. I think they're going to have a great offense next year if everybody can stay healthy, if Lamar can stay healthy, because when they Lamar Jackson on the field, the Ravens were scoring 23 points per game. That dropped down to 13 points per game when he was not on the field. So they need him on the field um, for their offense to do good. Um, and next after them, I got the Chargers, um, you know, Justin Herbert. I mean, you know, and now they added Kellen Moore to be their offense coordinator from the Cowboys. He's going to bring that type of mindset there too. Los Angeles, interesting how the change in the play calling, how that'll be, how that'll turn out for L.A., the Chargers, speaking of. Um, but, yeah, I, I really want to see how that happens. You know, I think the Chargers have the potential to have a great offense next year, um, is, but their defense is going to be still key. They have to keep leads in the games and playoffs, whatever the case might be, because, you know, they blew a 27-point lead against Jacksonville last year in the postseason. So um, we're going to see what happens there with the Chargers. Uh, but, and then... Uh, sitting in at number ten, I have the Jets. Um, you know the Detroit, uh, the the uh, New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers, we know what he can do. I mean, he's a four-time MVP, Super Bowl champion. He gets traded to New York. The Jets are like, hey, we got our guy finally. We have a quarterback. And this is the year we go and win a Super Bowl. Um, that is the goal. And you know, Garrett Wilson is one offense rookie of the year. Um, you know, yeah, Garrett Wilson has had a great great season. Had great seasons um, as a Jets receiver. He's going to continue to be one of the, one of the better receivers from that class. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how that works. I, I want to see how that happens. You know, um, with the Jets, I mean, you know how that's going to work. Can leave that to Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers to figure out. You know, um, judging from Nathaniel Hackett's time in Denver, I you know hopefully. Uh, his already established a rapport with Aaron Rodgers will help his case, you know, and they and they'll kind of come together on what they feel like the offense should look like going uh, going into twenty twenty three, right? So, um, that's what I think. There, honorable mention, you could have the Lions. I mean, you know, they, they were they did have a, a good passing attack uh, last year, uh, last couple of years actually. Jared Goff played really well. 
Um, so I expect the Lions to have an offense that's up there, you know, rushing and passing because the Lions had one of the better passing teams in the NFL in 2022. So interesting to see how that happens also. Um, but, yeah, guys, this is going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm excited for the 2023 season, how it's going to look, what's going to happen, you know. Uh, and I, my pick for the MVP is way too early, but I, my pick for NFL MVP next year Oh man, uh, it's going to be. Um, I think it's gonna be Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts wins MVP next year. Um, I think, I think yeah, he wins the MVP next year, and I think Eagles could go to to Super Bowl again and repeat and and win. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think that's what. I feel like that's what that could, that, that that could happen, you know. And I feel like J- Jalen Hurts deserves it. He should have got it last year, he, or he should he was in the running. He was a very prime candidate to receive that award next to Patrick Mahomes and two quarterbacks playing in the Super Bowl, two of the best quarterbacks in the league. So that's you understand that part of it. But um, you know what he can do with his legs. I mean, what he could do. I mean, you know, throwing the football. He's very smart, very uh, technician like. You know, um, his plays. I mean, everything. So he's a kid that studies. He works hard. Um, you know, he's always going to bring his A game every week, every Sunday. So, um, and now you add again, you know, just more dynamic um, and very variables to the uh, the Eagles attack offensively. So, and that's that's going to wrap up today's podcast today, guys. I just want to talk about, you know, my top 10 offenses I have in the NFL next year, who I think the teams that are going to um, lead the way offensively, score all these points and keep all these numbers up. Um, you know, then I gave my pick for MVP, which again was Jalen Hurts. Way too early, 2023 MVP predictions. My answer again was Jalen Hurts. If you guys agree or disagree, let me know in the comment section below. Uh, make sure you subscribe and check us out here on the channel. Hit that subscribe button, guys. Comment, like, share. You know the deal. Follow us on the socials, IG, Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Jay's Sit Downs. We'll catch you next time.